Hey everybody, welcome to the next episode of the Strand Tennis Center podcast, filled with tips, advice, tennis, not tennis, just life advice too, whatever you need. Uh, like it on YouTube, share it on uh, the podcast as well. Thank you. Hey guys, welcome to the Strand Tennis Fetter podcast. You could put that in a little other section, Santi, and maybe a little bit of like a uh, bonus coverage. <laughs> so I've been thinking about extraction. This is Coach Chris. He's our director. He's been here for how long? Nine years. Nine years. Incredible. You talk about, we were talking about patience last time with Tasha. We were talking about patience. Working, 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 just putting your nose to the grindstone, and that's perfect example. This guy's super successful, and he's only in his 20s. Um, I was talking about, I was thinking about today, Santi, talking about extracting. Or not, and again, not your kidney or not your liver or any of that. Extracting yourself from the process. A lot of the times... You can help a situation out by extracting yourself from it. Um, coaching number one. We'll take it n- number one. Sometimes you can talk too much and be too part of the process instead of letting the person or the student figure it out because they'll never learn how to problem solve. And that's why we say, again, with parents coaching kids, that's kind of tough because they're always looking for reassurance and you don't want that. You need them to be on their own. You need them to be figuring out problems because... Right now, there's no coaching in tennis, in be, only in between games in high school. But on the pro tour, no. Ladies tour, yes. But you got to figure things out, you know, and that's good for life, too. Figuring out what you need to do, making mistakes, understanding those mistakes aren't the end of the world, and moving on. And, and again, there's a great – it's business, too. You're thinking about getting yourself out of the process. Me, too. I, I get myself involved, and instead of micromanaging people – you need to let them do their thing and let them exercise judgment. And I always was telling Chris, like, when he has people below him, give people parameters, give people goals, and let them exercise the right judgment. If somebody's, like, uh, saying they want to be this, they want to be, uh, I don't know, an owner of something, or they want to run something, and then they're taking eight weeks vacation. So that's bad judgment, right? And you're like, well, this person doesn't have the best judgment. So... That's what I was talking about, Chris. And um, hello, Rachel. Who's on the phone, Rachel? Susan Bolger. She's canceling her pickleball. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> very exciting during the podcast, Santi. Oh, oh pickleball, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> as you're, <laughs> it's just the best. As a coach yourself. Getting yourself away from the process is hard, too, because we were trying to work on a specific things for him, and you love to be involved in things, and sometimes it doesn't work the best, right? That's true. You know. Mm-hmm. So how do you find yourself pulling yourself out of it when you mentally feel like, boy, I really want to be involved, but probably it's not the best thing for me in the future? It's like um, as a tennis teacher, you work on the court a lot, right? So you can work 15 hours a day but your body can't handle that. You'll have to figure out a way to say, okay, I've got to realize in the micro, I may lose some money, but in the macro, you know, if I go into a more management position or make sure that I allocate or scale these lessons to other people, then I can like have more of a career. You, your legs can only last you so long. You have to use your, your, your head. So it's tough though, right? It's tough. Um, yeah, it's, it's funny, you know, over nine years, right, you start off and you don't really know anybody. Um, and then over time, you know, people get to know you and you are referred by other people, right? And it's, it's kind of funny because 
you get to a point where I, I should say I've gotten to a point where you know there's a lot of people who I guess know who I am people come up to me I don't even know who they are and um, are seeking me out which is very flattering right and that's the hard part is it's you know it's easy to get very flattered and say I want to satisfy all these customers all these different people but you know your resources are finite right there's only so much you can really do in a week um, and it's hard when you have these relationships you've built over the years to kind of let them go or say, I'm going to trust this other person. I'm going to trust, you know, Santi with this, this person who I've known for a few years. The man behind the camera. Uh, it's hard to right. trust him. He's multi-talented, as it. you can tell. Um, but once I learned how talented he was, you know, I just had to. <laughs> no, but, um, but it's funny, right? Because getting, I, I think the hard part for me is going to be getting from where I have been to where you are is a, it's a big leap because yeah. you know with your business you've entrusted me and, and all kinds of other people with yeah. lessons but the relationships are still yours to some extent right and so that's the sure. hard part is maintaining the relationships even if you're not the one teaching the lesson I think yeah you're right you're right it's maintaining a kind of an overall kind of kind of air cover thing you're the manager and you're providing this air cover and you're around like you know i always say it's like a maitre d at a restaurant right the 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 person that is the hostess or whatever and there's waiters doing things but you're over there to see how everybody's doing right and that creates a relationship right and uh knowing you know i mean the great book by danny meyer setting the tables unbelievable that book is like a bible to me it's Knowing someone's name, he always said it's the huge thing. You know, people will come to a place where they, where the person knows who they are and they remember who they are and they remember something about them that they can't believe. And if you just be a good listener and actually care because it'll make you a good listener, it, it's unbelievable. So that will keep that connection with you all the time. Even if, I, like, I'm like uh, yeah, we started with one chord here, right? And I always tell everybody, if, I didn't trust somebody to give the lesson to. I'd be sitting on one court teaching 15 hours a day and not to, not talking to anybody and being <laughs> yeah, right. a, and not being able to function anymore, right? You got to scale it and give it to other people and trust those people. And like like uh, people say, it, it's not going to be the way you do it, but that doesn't mean that's wrong. It means that maybe somebody will say something in a better way that they'll get more out of it. So right. you always say, hey, uh, just because I'm doing it, you don't want to get married. It's all ego. It's all your ego getting in the way saying, well, I'm the only one that can do this because I have this relationship and I don't want to give it up. No, it's it's empowering somebody else to say, you're that good and you can do it. And then it's twofold when that person trusts you with a recommendation and then the recommendation is great, it emboldens you even more with them. So it's even right. better. So you actually create a bigger connection with that person because you just related something to somebody. You gave somebody to somebody that was great. And then they love to share that and go, I got this great person. And then I want to share it with somebody else because people love to have a secret that they like to share. So it just keeps building and building and building. Yeah. It's good for you, Santi, because you're learning this process. Yes. Yes, Santi. <laughs> Santi. Man, a few words. So how... Do you feel in regards to the people, how, how, how hard has it been for you to communicate to the people that are working below you to say, look, how do you feel about empowering them? Because that's the hard part too, is to make them feel like they can do it too. Some people feel, I don't know if I can do this or I don't feel ready for it or, I mean, 
I mean, is that a tough question, or do you understand what I, you know? No, I, I, I get what you're saying. I think it's tough. Um, I like what you said before. You kind of connected it back to coaching tennis, because really that's all we do, because yeah. we're empowering people all the time on the tennis court. I mean, I can't, you know, I can't hold your hand and hit the forehand for you. You know, i got to teach you how to do it. And so uh, I think the more that I can relate it back to that, which is something I've done every day, like you said, for nine years, I mean... I, the more I can relate it back to that, the better. Um, but it's a little bit different, right? Because you know, teaching tennis is a little bit technical, right? And it's, and that's not really what we're talking about here. On the other hand, it is also sort of like being a personality finder to some extent, right? Like when we go out on the tennis court, the first thing we have to figure out usually is, you know, what does this person want, right? Some people just want to get better at tennis. Some people want a workout. Some people just want to talk to you, <laughs> which is true. It's, you know, a lot of people want that, and, um, or some combination of the three, right? So same thing here. you got to figure out what the strengths of the people are, I think, you know, that, are, that are working here. You're right. You're yeah. like, like what you're saying. It's like a menu. Like everybody's a different kind of meal, right? And this person is better for this. this some people that are here may like steak or chicken or risotto or whatever, and, and, you can, and those people are those pros are different in that vein, right? Everybody's right. got a different slice to them and the people like different foods. It's just like anything else, right? So you're, it's your job as the director to go, okay, you have to have a lot of self-awareness. You have to have a self-awareness of the person that is teaching right. and the person that is taking the lesson to go, this would be a good match. Because if you don't, if you just throw people willy-nilly together, the customer is going to be like, well, this person just doesn't right. care and then you're going to be like well I don't like this person at all <laughs> why did you give me this person right it's right. like you know but that, that that looks bad for you then they start to doubt your judgment sure. as well it, right. it's a whole domino effect and when you don't stay connected to the you, can say, you don't have to say sorry we're actually <laughs> recording so when you say sorry it makes it worse Nora's here as well this hi? is a lovely Hello. person that is working as well. She works really hard. There's another person that Chris has empowered yes. to be a leader. Are you getting a demo? <laughs> I am getting a demo. For the students that you're for teaching? amazing students. Wow. Thank you, Nora. So sincere. <laughs> no, she is. She's and I know yeah. all of their Halloween costumes, too. She's doing a great job. <laughs> this is a live show. You're going to get interesting things go on. Uh, what were we talking? Oh, yeah, just uh, finding the right match, finding the right people. Um, tennis is that way, too. I mean, if you're, run, if, you're doing, if you're coaching and running a lineup, you've got to find the right people that work together. I mean, there may be the top singles player on a college team that plays with the best, has the best doubles team that the player is seventh singles on the team. I mean, you've got you to gotta find and realize that everybody's different that was great with you know phil jackson and he was a great coach because he knew how to ride one person one person was more sensitive he couldn't i remember he could ride horace grant he couldn't ride scotty pippen because scotty pippen was with the bulls was more sensitive i mean you have to figure that out you can't just paint everybody with the same brush because you're going to be very polarizing you're going to annoy people or they're going to love you you can't have that you have to have everybody work together especially with a team they all got to be like, okay, this person's listening to me. All right, this per- this is what I need. I need this person to yell at me a little bit. I need this person to be give me a little bit more nurturing. I need uh, I need somebody to be a little harder on me. You got to understand all that, and that's all just from listening. If you don't listen, you won't be able to 
understand any of it. Some people are just waiting for their chance to speak all the time, and that's the problem. Santi's not, though, because he's... <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, that's it's a short one today. It's just a little about extraction, getting your way from the process. Usually, in my experience, if there's a problem, it's my fault. 99% of the time. Because I'm getting in the way. <laughs> because I'm just... <laughs> Chris, no- <laughs> Chris knows. He's like, it's his fault. Because I am putting my own ideas onto something instead of letting that person do it and not go, all right, it doesn't have to be exactly this process. This is teaching or anything. A kid may be wanting to say, I want to come to the net and I want to do it, but I I want to force him to how to hit the forehand specifically. The strategy may be correct. If he's got like, there's certain fundamentals in a stroke that are the same, but if he's got something different to his forehand, I'm not going to change that because my forehand is this way. That's just my ego getting in the way. It's, it, I mean, everything is connected to life, business and life. It'd be like me saying, okay, I have four different tasks for this employee to do, and they have to do it exactly this way. They may do it a totally different way, and it still comes out to the same result. And that's just like a tennis coach. Like some people will, you know, a great tennis coach will see how somebody's hitting something and will morph their teaching around that and go, okay, this person's got their contact point out in front. Like Medvedev, who cares how he takes it back? I mean, Medvedev's like this and like this, right? It's not a traditional loop or or any of that kind of – he's got the quarter turn, but he gets his racket out in front, right? So you go, okay, I'm not going to mess with this. His racket's in front. He's on time all the time. If you just try to put your own teaching onto it, that's just ego. You have to work with the student and go, okay, this person is hitting a great topspin serve. I don't toss it this way. But it's working, right? You don't want to mess with things that are working. If things are not working physically and they're not hitting it right, then you can say, okay, I think we got to change this. But don't let your ego get in the way of anything. Get out of that process. Do you think too many coaches teach form over function? I think they do. I think you'll see the same lesson go on mm-hmm. all the time regardless of the student. You'll yeah. see the same lesson go Every time. Yeah. And that means you're just like, I have a program. I, I like a program, but you have to be able to be spontaneous and go, okay, like, uh, yeah, I'm, we're not going to – I'm not going to do straight cross courts with this person. Some, this person doesn't need this. This person needs something else. Like, I have to change this whole lesson. We have to start with serving. You know, all that stuff. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, and that makes sense to me. I, I find that, especially with kids too, I'm always trying to teach them – like I said, function over form. In other words, I'm trying to get them playing and, you know, correct the form around that, but my number one goal is I want them to be playing, I want them to actually think about the game of tennis. Because to me, if I was a kid, you know, and I go, and every every lesson is, it's like a golf lesson. Here's a stroke, let's do it again. Let's yeah, do it yeah. again, let's do it again. I mean, it's kind of boring, right? I would rather say, hey, listen, like, you know, how can I play this game? You know, and then sure. the, the quickest way they can get to that, then you can kind of fine tune around that. Um, the joke, the, or the, the thing I always think of is, you know, every time uh, one of one of our clients goes to Florida, right, and they take a lesson at a resort, <laughs> they come back up, they were like, you wouldn't believe what this pro taught me. And, the, you know, the guys who work at places like that, they've got like a standard lesson, right, and they teach the same lesson every hour to every person, and it's, you know, oh, I, I have a loop on my forehand now, wow, like, you know, and it's, it's, it's so standard, but it's the opposite of what we try to do, right? Because we're trying to build a relationship, like you said. So 
you know, the relationship has to be based on tailoring it to the person, I think. I don't know. No, no everything, sure, because you're not doing a hotel lesson, you're not doing a, a vacation lesson. These people are here, this is part of their life, right? So if they're doing this, it's an escape, right? They want to learn something. The, the keys to anything or to happiness are feeling like you're developing, learning, feeling like you're getting some exercise, and feeling like you're getting away from the day-to-day stress of whatever it is. So, yeah, you're not there just to go, all right, here's the program lesson, and uh, I'm not here to listen to you. It's all part of the process. The lesson is more than just technical. If you can, you know, Peter Burwash has a great company, PBI, wrote Tennis is Life, and it's true. Tennis is Life is just... Anything that you can teach somebody on the court, you always say you can change your tennis game, you can change your life a little bit. You know, so you'll see people hold a racket and they're super tense. <laughs> and that means that person is pretty stressed and tense in general when they're living their life. So if you can get them to relax the grip, so you know, tell them to hold like an egg or whatever, if you can get them to ease up in the learning process on the court, it can start to translate in life. So you can people play like their personality all the time. Like I'll teach a lesson and somebody wants an answer right away. I said, that's not going to help right away. Just let it happen, and, and that'll help them in life. Just kind of breathe, let it happen, and don't say anything. Sometimes you don't have to. And then some people, you need them to get to communicate more. They don't say anything, and they need to express themselves. And just like life, you have to communicate, right? So all of those things are really, really important. And if you can do a real great lesson is when you're just not giving just the the technical lesson, you're you know, people are feeling better about what they're doing and they're translating that into their life just a little bit, right? I mean, if they can do it a little bit, like you always say, if you can be 1% better at anything a week, that's 52% better over the year. That's pretty good. So don't ask for a ton of like, oh my God, I got to improve and I got to get the 1%. And then all of a sudden you're 100% better in two years. Right, something? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we need you to communicate more. We're going to work on that in our next lesson. <laughs> that's the next lesson. But that's all we wanted to talk about today. We love having Chris here. He's been the best. I mean, it's been awesome to work with you here. It's been great to Thank have you. It's oh, <laughs> all smoochy now. Uh, but listen, hopefully this helps you a little bit. Again, share the podcast with anybody. It's on YouTube. It's on wherever podcasts are. Apple, Spotify. Where else, Santi? Everywhere. Everywhere. Share it, please. Hopefully it helps. Thanks. Hey, everybody. Hope you like the podcast. Please share it with your friends, anybody that you know, anybody that's into tennis, anybody that's into bettering themselves. Share it.